Hey mama, you got some grumbling kids? Maybe they just complain about the weather because we already know that spring is supposed to be here but winter is fighting to come back and uh, some of us may be tired about it. Or maybe your kids are complaining about going places. They're just tired of following you along with your errands. And you're just trying to turn it around but their bad mood is just draining you. Now, I know this may be an unpopular opinion but have you looked at yourself lately? Because it probably does start with you, your words, your mood, and your outlook, and why you may be the reason why your kids are complaining. Ouch. I know. I know. I had to look at myself too. So here's how you can teach your kids how to make lemonade out of some lemon situations. Aloha, mamas. You've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn. RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, Get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Hey mamas, I know this might not be your most favorite episode because I just said that you may be the reason why your kids are complaining. But before you turn off this episode, hear me out because let me tell you a story. I used to complain all the time about doing certain things around the house like cleaning because I am not. I'm not the deep cleaner in my house. My husband is. I'm the daily cleaner, fixer-upper kind of thing just to get by. And I used to complain about just deep cleaning and spending all day doing all these things. And then my kids started doing it. (laughs) And my husband just like looked at me. I was like, I wonder why they sound like that. And if you ever have moments like that, you might be the first one to look at. Not just you, but your husband too. Like, As the parents of your children, you might be the first people you should be looking at when your kids complain and just do a little reflection. Who do they sound like at that moment, even if it kind of hurts your feelings? (laughs) Because I know that, like I said, it might be unpopular. It does start with what words are you using around your kids? What is your mood like around that situation? And definitely, what is your outlook? Because you are your kids' first teachers. Before they even get to school, you as a parent are your kids' first teachers. And you are teaching them in more ways than you think. Just by how you speak, how you present yourself, the words you use, what mood you show up in for a snowy day in April. (laughs) If you follow me on Instagram, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It started snowing, like legit dumping snow in April when it's supposed to be spring. And I could have woke up just grumpy and irritated and mad. But I got to say, since we are from Hawaii and we don't get snow that much, even though we've been on the mainland up here in Washington for a few years now, we still love snow. And I know that is not the most popular thing around here. A lot of people are tired of snow. (laughs) A lot of people don't like it. 
Um, but the way we've always looked at that weather, especially snow and any kind of horrible weather is like, wow, it's not here forever. How can we appreciate it? And that has always brought us a fun day with whatever the weather was. But I knew if I had the flip side, if I was like complaining about the snow, if I was saying, you know, oh, this is so horrible. Our day is going to be horrible because it's snowing outside. I can just imagine my kids and mind you, I got five kids and three of them are six and above. And when you get a whole bunch of moody, grumpy people in the same house, it is not a fun house. It is not. And especially if we're all complaining about the weather, like, whoo, it is time to make lemonade out of some lemon situations. So I'm going to go into three ways that you need to start thinking about that if you want to start, you know, making some lemonade. Um, and I'm going to be real with you. This didn't come like right off the bat for me. I had to practice this. I had to be aware of it. I had to learn about it. And I don't expect you to just like wake up tomorrow <laughs> and be like, okay, I'm going to instantly change everything. And it's all going to be amazing. That's usually not how it works, but just step one of being aware is a huge thing in itself. And it starts with what words are you using? Because when you start choosing your words wisely, you will realize your kids are listening and they are repeating. Maybe not the exact same words. Sometimes they are, but most likely something in the same context. So for example, the snowy day. I could have just been irritated that, oh my gosh, it's snowing again. Can you believe it? It's already April. Why doesn't the snow go away? And then my kids will probably say the exact same thing. Oh, mom, it's snowing. We can't play outside. This is no fun. It's supposed to be spring. Like that is an image of you. If you, you know, if you want to just dwell in that, then that's fine. But what I think about is, wow, when my kids get older, I don't want their mood and their day to be dictated by the weather because they can't control it. Like I can't control the weather, but I can try and make the best out of it. So in this case, when I was waking up my kids for the morning, I looked outside and I was like, oh, it's starting to snow. And I walked into my kids' room and, and I always do this. I'm like, guys, look, it's snowing outside. I think I'm one of like the biggest kids when it comes to snowing. I'm like, look how cool it is. It's snowing outside. And first thing in the morning, they're all in awe with me standing by the window watching the snowfall. And this could be with any situation. For example, if you guys have to go to, I don't know, a family member's house that you really don't like going to or a friend's house or whatever it is but you know like okay we agreed to go let's just go if you are walking throughout the day going oh my gosh we have to go there oh my gosh we have to do homeschooling oh my gosh we have to do these errands your kids will repeat the same words they will say the same thing when it comes to situations where they don't want to attend because they are listening and they, re they are repeating after you. So I want you to think about what words does your kids say that sound exactly like you? And is that something you want to start changing? 
because like I said, starts with awareness and then you can start changing the words and that will help them pick different words too. The second thing to think about, and it kind of all goes together, all these three things, but I wanted to break it apart so you can be aware of it separately and then work on it together. So the second one is your mood because maybe you just don't say anything. Like, let's say you woke up, I'm going to use the snow example again, as, a, uh, as another example again, and you wake up and it's snowing and you don't say nothing, but you're like, Ugh, it's snowing. And you just like walk out of the room and you're already in a grumpy mood because of the snow and you start waking up your kids. Wake up, get up, just get up already. Like that in itself, even though you said nothing about snow, I don't even have to show you my face and you already know like that person is not in a good mood imagine what your kids are feeling because just like your words your mood will transfer to them too wow like I am serious just like how their bad mood transfers to you and you react sometimes or is that just me (laughs) same thing your mood transfers to other people like a great example is if you walk into a room and there's a whole bunch of grumpy people you will feel that you may not necessarily take it on but you will definitely feel it the thing with kids they're still learning how to regulate what they feel what they can and cannot take on and as the parent they're gonna kind of mimic you the whole way until they learn their own way so If you're in a junk mode, you know what? Most likely they will feel it and they might just jump into that mood too. So number one, choose your words wisely. Number two, check your mood. Number three, help them think of ways to turn the situation around. Because if your goal is to make a situation go from lemons or negative or something just like on the downside to something on the positive side, or maybe, you know, a little bit more (laughs) happier, whatever you want to call it, like looking on the bright side, find a way to turn it around. Maybe it's thinking of a fun indoor activity, like we had snow outside, or you can just be like my son, and he just lived his best life. And I was like, you know what, mom, I'm going to take advantage of this. I don't know how much longer we're going to have snow. It's going to be spring soon and summer. So I'm going to go out and play in the snow. And that's what he did. He went and rode his bike in the snow. He went and jumped on the trampoline. Like he did a bunch of cool stuff. And he said, I'm going to take advantage of this and make the best out of the situation. So I know that was from me over and over and over telling them, hey, go make the best out of this situation. Like, what can you do to make it fun? What can we do to enjoy this time? We know it's not going to be here all around, like um, for a long time. Let's go and enjoy it. Or another thing that you can think of like this may be a time of reflection and gratitude and going okay you know this is not the best situation but what can we be grateful for you know what what is a time that this has you know something similar like this happened and we made the best out of it what was like something good that came out of it or maybe what was a challenge that came out of it that we overcame I get it not everything is happy-go-lucky or can be on the bright side but you can still reflect on challenges that you and your kids, or maybe it was just your kids, was resilient through. 
Maybe they were determined to get through it. And, you know, pointing that out is huge for not just yourself, but your kids to see like, wow, even in some junk lemon downside negative situations, I can still find a way where I've overcome it. I've became stronger because of it. I've had fun regardless of it. And that is something you can do to guide them through it. So in the end, if you just like did some self-reflection right now and realized like, shucks, there are some situations where I am the reason my kids act a certain way. Fear not, you can always start again. You can always start shifting the way they talk, the way they think, the way their mood is. Why? Because you're their guide. You're their first teacher, like I said in the beginning, as the parent. And one thing that you can show them is like, hey, mom and dad is not always right. And that is a humbling thing I had to start saying to my kids. And it's also very freeing because what I realized was when I tell them that, I'm like, mom and dad make mistakes too. And this is how we learn from them. This is a way we've learned to be better and grow from this situation and, you know, overcome these challenges because that shows your kids that you do go into valleys, but come back up or, you know, kind of get down, but find a way to get through things. And that is definitely something you want to pass on to your kids and teach them too. So I'm going to finish off this episode because it is late at night at my house and I'm sneaking this episode in here for you because it was something that was on my heart and I wanted to share it with you. I know it's not always easy as a parent to be like, oh, my kids act like that. The junk part, you know, like the bad behavior, quote unquote, is because of me. That was something that I didn't, you know, like admitting or being, you know, the one to say it out loud. But that is part of me being a great parent and realizing that, hey, you know, mommy is still learning. Mommy is still learning alongside you. And if this episode helped you out or you got some good insight, I would love to connect with you on Instagram. My handle is at Kavai underscore Aquin. Tell me about it. Tell me if you loved some of my tips that I gave you, if you want to hear more, and especially just take a screenshot of it, share it to your stories and tag me. I would definitely share it to mine too. That literally means the world to me. And so I hope this episode has served you. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So go out and do that. Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Kavai.